Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Storylines are unbelievable this year. Coming up on TC Live at the U.S. Open, will the bash party continue for top-seeded Ash Barty as she looks to knock off American Shelby Rogers for the fifth time this year? The bases are really loaded for Novak Djokovic in New York, as John Wertheim explains in today's Unstrung. And what about this member of Team's Team? We find out how Nicholas Massou has been doing during Tommy's downtime. Hey, hey, the holiday weekend is here. Welcome to TC Live at the U.S. Open. Our one-hour pregame show to get you ready for first ball in New York, where Arthur Ashe Stadium turned into a teenage wasteland last night. Upsets and underdogs abound. A lot to get to over the next 60 minutes. We have all the big highlights and interviews you don't want to miss. Plus, we go unstrung on the Grand Slam quest of Novak Djokovic. And our newest analyst, Dominic Team, is a prognosticating prodigy. You won't believe his prediction. It came true. Coco Golf in the doubles with Katie McNally coming on site today, ready to go. Third round, McCoco, always a big draw at the U.S. Open. How about Maria Sakari looking to reach the fourth round here for the second straight year? She is taking on Petra Kvitova, and Kvitova coming on site as well. The Czech has won more matches at majors than any other player left in the draw. Two-time U.S. Open quarterfinalist. Come on in. Welcome to TC Live. We'll get you set for first ball here on Tennis Channel. Steve Weissman, Lindsey Davenport, John Wertheim. Listen, I was up till, what was it, 2.14 a.m. last night watching these matches. It was insane. This was probably the best day I've seen at a major in a really long time. And the 18-year-olds just showing out. Yeah, it seems like we've been saying that after most days. I mean, the <laughs> tennis and the excitement at this year's U.S. Open has been off the charts. But yesterday was a couple of teenagers. And what I loved about it in the moment of the biggest moment of their career, their opportunity to maybe change the path of their career, they held up so strong. Both Leila Fernandez and Carlo, Carlos Alcaraz did a phenomenal job of closing out some really tough wins. What a week one. And to your point, these... Results don't exist in a vacuum. You get momentum in a tournament. You don't think that Layla Fernandez took the court knowing that another 18-year-old had just beaten a top five seed. You don't think this fan, these crowds don't realize sort of that this momentum is building. I, I feel like this was sort of a, a crescendo that just kept going until, you say, until 2 o'clock in the morning. It, it was, in, And by the way, those weren't the only two. No. Matt, <laughs> we have all these highlights. It's, it's a Sports plethora of greatness. Yeah. And, and we will start with Layla Fernandez and Naomi Osaka because... Naomi Osaka is your defending champion at the U.S. Open. She won her second title here last fall, beat Victoria Azarenka in the final. The only woman in the field with more than one U.S. Open title came into this year's tournament riding a 
three-match major winning streak, Lindsay, and her opponent had never made the round of 16 at a major. Yeah, interesting match in the beginning as both players started to feel each other out. Osaka able to break in the 11th game and serve out the yeah, first yeah. set. A lot of power playing on this court, and Layla Fernandez Seven. was hanging in there. It was good signs from the young Canadian. Osaka broke again in the 11th game, gave herself an opportunity to serve out the match, and this is where things started to go awry for Osaka. A couple of missed forehands, and then so quickly in the breaker, she loses her composure. She was just a couple of points from winning this match, but honestly, you could tell she was not ready for the fight. And Layla Fernandez, quite the opposite. She was using the motivation from the crowd. She could see Osaka getting visibly frustrated. Osaka, once she got broken serving for the match in the second set, was never the same again. She left the court after losing that breaker. Tried to regroup, but immediately comes out in the third set and gets broken. It, it was it was hard to watch Osaka in the third set. She didn't have that willingness to battle. She wasn't trying to problem solve. This is the third loss in a row to a lefty, so obviously some tactical stuff there. But this was really more about the mental side of it for Osaka. Now Fernandez said, at what point did she believe? Before the match started, the crowd was going nuts for the 18-year-old Canadian and for Naomi Osaka. The emotions came out for her inside the press room. Well, basically, I feel like I'm kind of at this point where I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. And I honestly don't know when I'm going to play my next tennis match. <laughs> Sorry. But... Sorry. Thank you, everyone. Oh. Okay, yeah. But I, I think I'm going to take a break from playing for a while. It was tough to see uh, Naomi Osaka raw, honest, the emotions flowing after a match like that. She said, when I win, I don't feel happy. I feel relief. And, and when I lose, I feel sad. Got to have a lot of empathy for Naomi and what she's going through right now. And as a tennis fan, you, you hate that you're not going to see her for a while on a court. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we, we could do a whole show about this because I think it's really remarkable. I, I think it's almost unprecedented in sports to see it athlete at the top of her game, defending champion, so openly vulnerable. I wonder how much of that is picked up in the locker room. I'm wondering how much of this is generational. I mean, when you, you, you played, did other players have these struggles and just not have the vocabulary to, uh, to announce them like that? I, I do. I think it's, it's been there. I, I applaud Osaka for being so open with her emotions. But, I mean, who can forget the Jennifer Capriotti press conference, I believe, at the U.S. Open in the 90s, where she was basically in tears begging for the media and for people to cut her a break and give her some time to get better. Um, we saw Ash Barty leave the sport. She's never really gone quite as in-depth uh, to her struggles, but again, it was for her mental well-being and to try and get happy again. Sport's brutal, <laughs> there's no yeah. question. I lived it as, as a top player or number one ranked player, and I got probably one millionth the attention and the pressure that Osaka has. I can't imagine what she's going through. 
Um, it's so hard to see. I mean, I think we saw it also from other players in, in different generations, but it's more magnified now, I believe, with social media and everybody feeling like they have access and everyone feeling like they can give their opinion to anybody. Um, I hope she actually takes a nice long break because it was hard watching her play last night. It, it was so hard to see her in the press conference, and we want her strong. We want her healthy, and um, however long she needs, I hope she takes it. When she threw her racket, that seemed... Symbolic. Uh, that seemed like more than frustration. That seemed like uh, some sort of existential question she's asking uh, about tennis and what she wants from this sport and what the sport can provide her. But, you know, we sort of knew this was a storyline coming in, and it's, it's unfortunate it played out this way. I, th I think you're right. A, a good long absence. You know, Serena Williams turns 40 in a few weeks. There's plenty of time to make this up. A good long absence does seem to be uh, in order now. It was interesting to see when she walked off the court. I mean, yeah. throwing up the deuces and then saying, you want a boo? Yeah. Bring it on. It, it, it's been, it's hard. These fans, they've been different this U.S. Open. And they were quick to get on her when she left the court after the second set. And imagine if you're already struggling mm. in your own mind to have to deal with that. I think it was, I, I think the whole scene was just too much for her to handle. Again, early in a second set breaker when you've won the first set is not normally when a Grand Slam mm. champion starts to, to lose it emotionally. So, really, she, she needs some time. Osaka taking a break from tennis for a while. That is the big story. It overshadows yeah, Layla Fernandez yeah, getting the biggest win of her life. And Layla Fernandez, by the way, uh, was motivated by a player she saw take the court right before her. Another 18-year-old, the Spaniard, Carlos Alcaraz. This kid, ranked outside the top 200 at this time last year, played the match of his life, John, against Stefano Tsitsipas. Big puppy energy, someone texted me, who is courtside, and I think that describes it. Uh, in keeping with our theme of 18-year-olds taking out seeds and with the crowd putting themselves into the match, boy, Alcaraz was so impressive. Just staying with the ebbs and flows of this match. Here's yet another drop shot he uses effectively. Knocks off that pass, takes a two sets to one lead, really uses the crowd. I think he was surprised how much support he had. Fourth set, okay, time for the veteran to impose his will on the match. Yeah, the occasion yeah. might be Four getting sets. to the teenager. Sixth love, fourth set. But we go to a fifth. Alcaraz gets some new energy. Hey, what do you know? It's an effectively used drop shot. Sitsipas couldn't handle that volley. Gets a mini break in the decisive fifth set tiebreaker. I mean, this kid, between the, the shot making and the moment and the power, he had more than 60 winners. That's the final one. That is a big result. That didn't just merely seem like an upset. That seemed like we had witnessed an arrival. This kid is for real. Youngest player to beat a top three opponent at the U.S. Open since 1973. Let's hear from both players inside the press room. Very different emotions. Today was uh, a match that I shouldn't have lost, and... I can only learn from it. You know, he, he's young. He, he fought. He never gave up. Uh, I had my opportunities in the third set. I said he can be cont a contender for Grand Slam titles, and he has uh, the game to, to, to be there. I have not words to, to explain how, how I feel right now. I, I, I just uh, don't know what happened uh, out there uh, in the court. So I, I can't believe uh, that the... I beat uh, Stefano Sissipas uh, in, a, in an epic match, so for me it's uh, a dream come true. Stefano Sissipas said, I've never seen anybody hit the ball so hard. I called this match with Paul Anikun. The first four games, 
I've never seen anything like that. I mean, he absolutely obliterated him. What impressed you the most with Carlos? Oh, there's so many things. I mean, you could talk about the tennis and the X's of and O's, but truly how he handled this occasion. Arthur Ashe Stadium, they were going crazy the entire match. You could feel the energy even through a TV. And he was able to stand up. And I love the way in the breaker, a couple match points went by. He had two match points on his serve. All of a sudden, he wins on his third. And I just think once in a while we hear about someone special coming through the pipeline. But then to live up to it at 18 years of age on that kind of stage, I love to see that yesterday. On May 5th, Alcaraz played Nadal in Spain, and they wheeled out a birthday cake, and Rafa beat him 6-1, And Hey, keep an eye out on this kid. He could be pretty good one day. Yeah. Here we are, end of the summer. <laughs> and conversely, Tsitsipas was this darling of tennis not that long ago. And he's a set for winning the French Open. And the crowd, they loved Alcaraz. They loved the upset. 18-year-old energy. But they also, I think, really turned on Tsitsipas, the aftermath of the Andy Murray imbroglio. I mean, the things that Alcaraz did by winning this match, I mean, youngest to beat a top three opponent at a slam since Michael Chang. 1989. I mean, you hear Hall of Famers' names. You hear how long it's been since things like this have happened. And the way he did it, it just seems like this, a new star is born on Broadway. Absolutely, a new star is born. So let's see what happens in the next couple of years in his development. Also, how about on hard court? You know we spent a lot of time on clay, but to be able to play that way on hard court. But let's spare a thought for Tsitsipas. It's not easy trying to play a major with so much swirling on around on the outside. A lot of the ATP players just kept piling up on him. That's not easy. The crowd turned on him. He's also a star. He's going to be a Grand Slam champion. Dealt with a lot this tournament. I just think it's too much. I mean, during a major, your focus has to be on the tennis. If anything starts drawing that energy away from it, typically it doesn't go well. Uh, as if Friday night didn't have enough drama already, Francis Tiafo had his eyes on Andre Rublev for a long time. Take a listen to what he had to say on Wednesday night. Uh, I seen him draw early, and I was like, I looked at the draw, and I was like, hopefully I can get through my first two rounds. You know, that's, that's what I want. I want him bad. Um, and, yeah, hopefully uh, we can play on this court, and hopefully you guys get behind me. I'm coming after him. Coming after him. I love to hear that. Uh, this is a rematch from the 2014 U.S. Open Juniors when Foe beat Rublev. And this, this is what night matches on Arthur Ashe were made for, John. Friday night, uh, again, this is the, the nightcap after we just saw an upset. Francis asked for this match, and he got it. Ironically, this was their first match as pros, uh, but they have known each other for a long time. Does any athlete work a crowd better than Francis? It's not grandstanding. It's something that he really is able to use for his performance. It makes his tennis better. And this was uh, this was good stuff last night. Ah, Francis. Um, Francis went to the net more than 60 times. We went to a fifth set. Francis was up a break in the fourth, let it get away. And you're wondering, oh, boy, is the energy slipping? It is not. Uh, gets an early break in the fifth set. Nice recovery from Francis. Again, these are loyal crowds. You can see the clock in the upper right corner after 2 a.m., and that is as big a win as he has had in his career. Pulls off the upset. Lizzie, take a look at these scenes after the match for Francis <laughs> Tiago. <laughs> this is, uh, these 
moments were just amazing to see Francis do this, getting the crowd involved again. How much did we miss this last year? Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, Francis Tiafo puts on a show. And by the way, he's got Felix Ojealiasim next. He said, Felix is a good friend of mine, but I'm coming for him. Bring it. Um, on the women's side. This, this is our, our last highlight of the first block. And this was a blockbuster match. Uh, two former U.S. Open champions, Sloane Stevens, had won five in a row against Angie Kerberlins. Yeah, and, and Sloane coming in, playing such great tennis, taking out Keys and then Coco Goff. I give Kerber a lot of credit in the second set. Not easy when you've lost to someone five times in a row. Turned it around in the second set, but everything changed in the sixth game and the third. Sloan had all the momentum. She had three break points in this game. Kerber, though, stood up strong, saved all of them, came back, didn't lose another game. That is how quickly the momentum just shifted. And for Sloan, really positive signs, but I think a lot of disappointment that she wasn't able to get through this one. Had more than double the unforced errors in that final set. Angie Kerber gets Layla Fernandez next. All right, let's take a look at our featured matches on Ash today. How can they live up to last night? Uh, Kvitova, one of three women who have not been broken all week. She takes on Maria Sakari. You've got Djokovic riding a 16-match winning streak against Kane Shikori. How about Shelby Rogers? 0 for 4 against Ash Barty this year alone. And she get her first win. And then Jack Sock, 2-1 head-to-head against Sasha Zverev. Over on Louis Armstrong, Bianca Andreescu. Can the great North keep winning? You got Bianca and you have Denis Shapovalov in action. Belinda Bencic, she beat Jesse Pagula on her way to Olympic gold last month. Pagula riding a career high. Still to come. Much more on TC Live, if you can believe it. Jack Sock literally cashing in this week how two wins have tripled his bank account this year. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money with Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to TC Live at the U.S. Open. Remember, Tennis.com, more than just a website, it is your home for the entire sport. Get breaking news, real-time match scores, player profiles, and more. And every day of the Open, Steve Tigner writes his three to see, and Kale Hammond makes his pick on Betting Central. Log on now, Tennis.com. What's the weather like in Flushing Meadows? Here's Fox Weather with today's forecast. I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster, and here's your U.S. Open weather forecast. Another gorgeous day in Flushing Meadows, sunny and 77 degrees, and that all-important low humidity. So another picture-perfect day for tennis. For more information, go to foxweather.com. Precise, personal, powerful Fox Weather coming in October. Great alliteration from Nick there. Uh, here's the schedule. TC Live coming your way. Pre-game show, all tournament, 10 a.m. Eastern today. Coverage on ESPN2 begins at 11 a.m. Eastern. That's the top of the hour. And Tennis Channel, as always, will have the encore coverage of the best matches every night. Back with more. Jack is back. TC Live rolls on.
Welcome back to TC Live at the U.S. Open. Lindsey Davenport, John Wertheim, Steve Weissman with you. And Jack is back. Ranked 184 in the world, Jack Sock into the third round of a major in singles for the first time in nearly five years. His forehand has been money, and you can take it to the bank. That brings us to Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money. And with a record $57.5 million in prize money, a wild card is literally a golden ticket at the U.S. Open. Uh, John, there's some of these qualifiers, wild cards. Compare what they have made in the last week to what they have done in the first eight months of the year. If not life-changing money, it's career-changing money. And I'm, I'm happy we're doing this segment because I feel like this is something that the players talk about, people behind the scenes talk about. This is real money. So we look at some of the prize money. Look at this is career earnings for some of these players. And, you know, some of them are on the young side. This is what they've earned this year in, uh, in 2021, just to be clear. So Jack Sock has won $61,000 on the year coming in. He will triple, potentially quadruple that here at the U.S. Open. I mean, look at some of these matches. When you're watching a third-round match, that is essentially an $85,000 skins game. Well, $85,000 for some of these players, that could be travel and coaching almost. I mean, this is really the kind of prize money differences that can essentially extend a career, that can add a coach, that can change scheduling. And I think that, look, Roger Federer is going to be fine. Naomi Osaka is $60 million last year. For the majority of players in this draw sheet, though, this has a material impact, not just on this tournament, but how they project going forward. Yeah, one big tournament, especially at a major, a lot of times it can be the ranking points. Okay, that's going to keep their ranking in the top 100. But for most of the players, it's the paycheck. It allows them to keep paying for travel, as you said, pay for a coach. Uh, you know, I think what gets lost in all this, it's not a team sport. Travel mm-hmm. and all <laughs> expenses are not included. They fall on the player to have to... Take those on, and also if you want to travel with anybody else, I mean, imagine double that. So I think for these players to do well in a major, I mean, we could just see it there. Jack Sock triple the prize money for just getting for the year for just getting to the third round here. Uh, You saw a guy Jensen Brooksby. He won three challengers this year. That's twenty one thousand six hundred dollars for three for three wins. A lot of times you actually lose money at some of those smaller tournaments. If you know you get a couple of hundred bucks, you're trying to get matches. You're trying to come back from an injury, and that's what drives a lot of these players out of the game. And I think the tours were really trying to figure out a way. How many players can we support Mm. realistically? Is that two hundred, three hundred players? And it's starting to go into the woodworks now. On the women's side, how about Greet Minnan? I mean, she has played qualifying in four of the majors, all of the majors this year. She's now qualified for a new tax bracket. That's putting the, the lucky in lucky loser. And, yeah, Emma Raducanu, she's 18 years old. She'll have time to make plenty of money. For a veteran like Greet Minnan, again, this is career-changing money, and that will affect how she will approach going forward. I mean, again, if you, if you can get to the first round of all four majors, you're probably going to be okay. We look at that champion at $2.5 million. That is actually down. That's actually the lowest it's been in almost a decade because the players, all credit to them at the top of the sport, essentially agreed we need a little bit more fair distribution here. But again, we don't think of it in these terms, but if you're playing a fourth-round match, that's essentially a $250,000 skins game. Roger Federer doesn't care. If you're Goyovchek, who he showed before, 32 years old, that $250,000 is really going to impact his career. It, it, it's amazing, and uh, it's fantastic that we can see wild cards qualify, especially the qualifiers, be able to make that kind of cash. And uh, now $400,000 for Greet Men in, in four tournaments by qualifying. Worked her butt off and got there. That is Marcus by Goldman Sachs. You can money. 
You know whose money? Novak Djokovic. He's made more than $151 million in prize money, but the biggest prize still five wins away. John goes unstrung on the quest for a Grand Slam. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. Records are what we've accomplished. Legacy is what it means. For Novak Djokovic, the Grand Slam would check both boxes. And as John Wertheim reports, it is a quest for history on multiple levels. We all like unifying themes, ways to simplify and shorthand complex situations. In 2021, tennis has made that easy for us. The headline, the through line, the plot line, it is the year of Novak Djokovic. It's not simply that the Serb is ranked number one or that he has tied Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal in the all-time majors race. It's that in the three majors held so far, he's undefeated. Australian Open, French Open, Wimbledon, check, check, and check. Which, of course, means that he heads to the U.S. Open with the bases loaded, so to speak, hoping to deliver the Grand Slam. Winning all four majors in a season is a feat unknown to tennis since Steffi Graf accomplished it in 1988. No male player has pulled it off since Rod Laver more than a half century ago. We've been in this position before. In 2015, Serena Williams came to the U.S. Open on the cusp of history, hoping to win the Grand Slam. The heft of the occasion, not surprisingly, was considerable, and she couldn't quite close it out. Djokovic's quest, too, comes with its pressures, some built in and others unique to him. For one, he returns to the scene of the crime. That is, at the 2020 U.S. Open, he was defaulted after striking an official with a ball. And attempting the Golden Slam at the Olympics, he faltered in Tokyo, winning no medals of any color. But there's a resilience to Djokovic. The tennis world jokes about his pliability, about a physique that sometimes seems rubberized. Well, he has similar abilities to bounce back more cosmically. He'll have to call on that quality to claim the Grand Slam, the holy grail of tennis, a feat that would vault him beyond Federer Nadal and mark his 21st career major. History will be made or history will be denied. Either way, that's the unifying theme of this U.S. Open. should also be noted that uh, Roger Federer and Rafa Nadal have never even won the first two majors of the year. This is the exclusive club that you must earn your way into. Novak Djokovic looking to join Don Budge, Little Mo, Maureen Conley, Rod Laver, Mark Ricourt, and Steffi Groff, the only Grand Slam winners in tennis history. Coming up next... The man, the myth, the legend, the soothsayer, the oracle, Dominic Team. He knows how to pick him. Maybe he'll, we'll even get an appearance from uh, Elon, the dog. 
Back on TC Live. Oh, the birthday boy. Dominic Team. Look at this on Instagram. Mom, dad, brother, dog Elon, birthday cake, celebrating birthday at home with friends and family. He told us just the second time since he joined the professional tour. And there is the defending U.S. Open men's champion, our friend, newest member of the TC team, uh, Dominic team. Uh, Dami, how was the birthday? What kind of cake was that that, that you had for the birthday? That was the famous Viennese Sachertorte. I think you all know it, right? Okay. Well, what was your favorite gift? Uh, I, got a, I got a coffee machine. Um, um, original Italian espresso machine. And uh, that's amazing because obviously I love coffee. And now I have my first great machine. And uh, I already got my first coffee from... From the machine, and it was great. So that was that was the best gift, the best material gift. It. It's the little things. Uh, earlier in the show, Dominic, we spoke about Naomi Osaka and just wanted to get your reaction on what she was talking about, how she's going to take a little break away from the sport for a while. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's absolutely her right to do that. And um, not only for her, but I think for all of us players, the, the most important thing is to be happy on court because um, if you're not happy, you're not going to perform at your best. And uh, I mean, she has nothing to prove to anybody. She she won four Grand Slams already, which, which is stunning. And yeah, she probably needs some time off the court. Um, the, the, I mean, the life of a professional athlete it's it's demanding and you need to be happy in general to do it so if you're not um you need some time off and then come back stronger and that's i'm, I'm pretty sure she's gonna do that yeah i need to need to find the joy in playing one more time uh before we get to the big highlight dami uh we're gonna go back to monday when you made <laughs> your sleeper pick for the tournament take a listen to this for me, I mean, the first pick is Carlos Arcaraz. Um, still so young, and I, I love his game style. Though he has a super tough first round against uh, Cam Norrie. Um, guess Cameron is, I think, top 15 in the race. Has a great, great year. Um, very interesting first round as well. But if, if Arcaraz can get over that, I think he he can go deep, and that's my that's my unseeded pick. Wow. I, spot spot on. How did you know? And then he beat Tsitsipas. I have to say, honestly, I I didn't know that um, he's going to face maybe Tsitsipas in the in the third round. Um, I didn't know that. If, if I would have known, maybe I wouldn't have picked it. But uh, no, I mean, obviously he, he did it. And um, I chose him because... Um, since a while, we all know that he has something special, that there's a great, great player um, coming up. And I also had some practices with him. And then you you feel it that there is something special coming up. And um, he, he showed exactly that yesterday night. All right. Let, let's see how it went down. I want to get your thoughts on this because Steph said after the match, there's nobody else that has, he's felt that has hit the ball as hard as Carlos Alcaraz. You've played with him. What did you see here? I mean, he, he went for, for the shots from the first point on, and uh, many, many of them went in. But at the same time, he had great variation. Um, he has a great touch, as 
As you can see here, he, he played so many drop shots in the right moments, important drop shots. Um, so he has a he has a great all-around game. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you see it in general, he was hitting so hard. And I remember in the final set tiebreak, this one sick down the line backhand um, here as well in the set point. But yeah, it was it, it must be cruel to play him if he plays like that. And Stefanos exactly said that. What a moment! 18 years old to take out Stefano Tsitsipas. I mean, it, this was a dream for Carlos Alcaraz, and uh, you know, shocked the world, but di did not shock you, Dominic. Uh, yesterday, yes. Um, as I said, I didn't know that he's gonna face Stefanos in the third round. Maybe um, it doesn't shock me that he's in the fourth round now. But uh, yesterday's win, yes, because I mean he kept up his level if, if you accept that fourth set um, zero six he, he was holding a great level for I don't know how long the match was more than four hours which is unreal for 18 years old I think the last guy who did that was was Rafa the another Spanish guy if you know him <laughs> and uh, yeah so yesterday I was really surprised and probably the whole tennis world and uh, yeah, we, we can say that we have a, a new star in our game. You've traveled a similar road yourself. You, you've had a breakthrough. I remember we were sitting on desks like this and you got to check out this, this Austrian kid with the one-hander. What would you tell Carlos? I mean, what would your advice be now that he's had this breakthrough and we all know who he is? What would you tell him? I was a little bit older when I had my breakthrough. Um, three years, four years older. Mm, but I mean, I would just tell him to to keep going. Uh, everything is there. Um, the the times are for me they were getting a little bit more difficult because in the beginning when you're coming up you're underdog against most of the players. You can play free. You can if if everything works out it's great. You you can play with the crowd and everything. And then once you're getting favorite in more of the matches um, you feel more and more pressure that's when it got a little bit more difficult for me but he has a great team he has uh he's coached by Juan Carlos Ferrero so much so much experience there but my advice would be just keep on going um, every single part of the game is there and yeah trust the process <laughs> Trust the process, Joel Embiid. Uh, all right, Dami, uh, when we come back, we're going to have you break down some matches that are going on today. Take your picks to the bank. Dominic team knows what he's talking about. 2015 U.S. Open semifinalist Simona Halep making her way on site, getting set to go. And how about the teenager from Great Britain, Emma Raducanu? We saw her in our money segment. What she's done... At Wimbledon and the U.S. Open, unprecedented. Taking on Sarah Cerebez-Tormo later today. We'll be right back. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. Welcome back. Time for the highly anticipated, never duplicated John Wertheim stat of the day. Even before Carlos Alcaraz stole the show, Dan Evans won his third-round match 7-6. In the fifth set, 
That are the sixth and seventh times in this tournament that we've had matches go the full distance. Remember, the U.S. Open is the only major where we play out a conventional tiebreaker at six all in the fifth. We have 23 more matches left on the men's side. If one of those goes to 7-6 in the fifth, we'll have a new record. But that goes to what we've been talking about all show, how competitive these matches, how full of drama they've been, and seven of them have gone the full distance. Lindsay, Steve, John, Dominic, team, back with you here, TC Live at the U.S. Open. Dominic, we're going to break down some matches today. 2014, Kanish Shikori beat Novak Djokovic. Since then, it has been one-way traffic. Let's take a look at our Tennis Express head-to-head, 16 in a row for Novak. I mean, this is incredible. Dominic, you have five wins against Novak Djokovic. What is the game plan for Kena Shikori today? Ooh, it's, uh, it's tough to say, but uh, the only chance against Novak is that you go for the shots, uh, you go for the winners, because uh, he's probably the the safest player from the baseline um, doesn't make any mistakes and uh, re- puts back every single return. So you need to risk a lot and just hope that that a lot goes in. No, but uh, I mean, since uh, the stat just showed that they were playing 16 times since US Open 2014, which is a lot. And I have the feeling that K uh, in, in many tournaments got a little bit unlucky. They were he always got Novak somehow in the quarters or in the semis, and he was never in any other part of the draw. But, um, yeah, today as well, it's going to be very, very difficult for him. Well, in, in talking about Novak, I mean, we all keep talking about what he's going for here at the U.S. Open. He looked pretty good in his first two rounds. When do you think, if, if it does catch up to Novak, when do you think that starts to become really real in his mind and the pressure hits him as he attempts to win the calendar year slam? Not yet, I guess. Not yet in the third round. Um, probably it would be like uh, Serena in 2015. Um, the closer you get to, to achieve that historical title, the the more pressure will come. And uh, I guess that once he is uh, going to the quarterfinals, semifinals, he, he might think about it but I mean like I cannot look in his head maybe he doesn't care about it or maybe he doesn't feel the pressure so much once he steps on court but we will see but I don't think today is the day yet where I think he is gonna go through today not third round against the guy he's beaten 16 times in a row uh John 35 years old Gal Malfi's just turned 35 Yannick Sinner 20 years <laughs> old uh, what are you expecting here there are only four spots apart in the rankings, but more than 15 years of age. And temperamentally, they could not have uh, a bigger gap. And who would have thought that the more composed and measured and less volatile would, would be the 20-year-old? Um, interesting contrast of, of personality styles. I, I'm curious, uh, Dominic, what you make of this match, because uh, in many, many ways, these are two very different players. <laughs> they are so different, um, but... Both very attractive to watch. Um, Gael, uh, unbelievable showman. You never know what's happening. Um, sometimes he could choose uh, the easier ball, but uh, he plays for the crowd. And Yannick, on the other hand, is super solid, uh, especially for his age um, from, from both sides. So very, very contraire, these two <laughs> players. And that makes it a, a great match to watch. And well, I, I couldn't say any predictions. It uh, can go the distance, I guess. 
Right. Maybe a five-setter, like, like the ones that we've had that have ended in a tiebreak. Seven already. Uh, some social media news. Dominic is Dylan Alcott. He has won the Paralympic gold medal, keeping the Golden Slam alive. So Novak's going for the Grand Slam. He, he could not get the Golden Slam. Dylan Alcott, he can get the Golden Slam. What do you make of this? Yeah, that's unreal. His effort since uh, many years now already. And... Uh, I wish him the best that he that he will do it, um, but uh, he's so strong, so there's no real doubt about it. But uh, let's see. I mean, he has to face as well a big, big pressure. It's I guess it's gonna be so historical as well. But I'm cheering for him as a super nice guy. Know him since a while uh, from the Australian Open. Um, does so good commentary as well, much better than I. So I can oh. take something from him there as well. <laughs> Humble, humble, Dami, humble. Uh, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. By the way, Dylan Alcott, he's an absolute superstar in Australia. You're a superstar as well. Thanks for joining us once again. Have a great rest of your day. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow, Dominic. Thank you, thank you, and see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Looking sharp. We just need to get him a Tennis Channel pin. Let's send him a Tennis Channel pin. Kana Shikori warming up, getting ready to go to break that losing streak against Novak Djokovic. Tennis Channel Live at the U.S. Open is brought to you in part by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Back on TC Live, Lindsay, Steve, John, going to break down some matches coming up today. Gael Monfils, we just heard from Dominic Team talking about, oh, look, it's Gems Life with Alina Svitolina. I love that. They're, they're both still playing, both still cheering each other on. Let's stay with Berrettini and Tamjanovic. Yes. Love to see the couples do well together. That's good stuff. Uh, a, a couple of players that are meeting for the fifth time this yeah, year. That's not, that doesn't have every year. Barty and exactly. uh, Shelby Rogers. Well, Dominic was just saying that about Nishikori. It seems like he always gets Novak Djokovic at the majors. Well, Shelby Rogers' fifth meeting in one year. If you're Shelby, you're thinking, come on, is there anybody else yeah. I can get any other section? And it's been a, a, a matchup so far that Ash has really dominated, like most of the players she's played this year, her variety, and also just the, the confidence that Barty has right now. But let's see if Rogers can come up with something different today. Fifth time. A fifth time is the charm. Uh, Jesse Pagula lost to Belinda Bencic on Bencic's way to the gold medal. What happens today? Uh, It's a tough match, but I like Pagula on these courts. These courts are playing much faster than the courts were playing in Tokyo. Highest ranked American women left in the singles draw. I like Pagula in the upset today. All right. Mm. Good call. I did call Collins, though, last night. That's okay. She lost to Sabalenka. You got to call him to get him. Uh, Jack Sock, Sasha Zverev. Yeah, I wonder if Jack saw Francis. Probably not. But the way he used the crowd, that might be a weapon that Jack saw could use. Ironically, he's 2-1. He's and one, So he he's has some wins against Zverev. But obviously, that's a much different Zverev and a much different Jack Sock. They are separated by more than 160 spots in the rankings. Zverev, 74 minutes in his last match. Jack Sock played a five-setter. Yeah. But uh, again, keep the crowd in mind. Sock would be the lowest-ranked player to get a top-four win at the U.S. Open since 1973. Uh, a big there happy birthday to our man, yeah. Mark Knowles. Nolsey turning the big 5-0 today. There he is. Five-time Olympian for the Bahamas, former doubles number one. All-around amazing yeah. guy, though. 2004 U.S. Open doubles champion. So good. We happy love birthday, you, Nolsey. Nolsey. Enjoy your day. He's in New York right now. That's right. Coverage of... Saturday's action at the U.S. Open begins top of the hour on ESPN2. We'll be back with you 10 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. 
for TC Live with Dominic Team. The folks getting ready to go in and see Arthur Ashe Stadium. All the big matches for Lindsey, John, Dominic, our entire team. I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for joining us this morning.